www.tanktv.com. We'll blow you away. Chicken Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Wackerly. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. What's up there, Wackerly? How was the uh, birthday? It was pretty good. I think I, I uh, fulfilled my promise to the world and I got really drunk at the bar. Drunk and fight? No fights, but I went home at like 8.30 plastered. <laughs> you know, dude, I kind of have a bone to pick with you about that. <laughs> because you. Friday night, I had to work late shift. Didn't get to work till about 9. You said you were at the high tide. I was at the high hanging tide. Hanging out with Big Jer and Steph, my I sister. Was. And so I was on my way over. I'm probably about halfway there when my sister calls. She's like, wackily went home. I had had like five shots and five pints of beer by like eight o'clock and then just babbled from about eight to eight thirty. and i think your sister and big chair were like what the fuck are you talking about and then at eight thirty, i realized i think i looked at my watch and i was like well d is supposed to come over here but i'm fucking wasted so i'm out yeah uh big chair was like wackily was almost like not passed out but he was just kind of an incoherent drunk state yeah no i wasn't at the pass out like you know, sadness stage. But I was you weren't just, violent, though. No, I was just talking about whatever came to my mind with no filter between my mouth and my brain. Well, that's always good. Yeah, so I didn't end up uh, being able to come over and meet you and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, and give well, you your birthday I gift. I feel all right about it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good thing because I think we'd even got – you probably would even got drunk or made even more of an ass of yourself. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I uh, have to give you your birthday gift belatedly. Wow. And, uh, you know, I'm a, little, I'm a little upset because I was looking for Ripple. <laughs> but I don't think they make Ripple anymore. I haven't seen – you got to go to, like, Watts to get Ripple. But I'm in the Tenderloin. You'd think they'd the have Ripple – The Tenderloin is not Watts. Well, any, if, any, if anywhere in San Francisco that they would have Ripple, it would be the Tenderloin. Yeah, the Tenderloin is more of a Wild Irish Rose-type uh, neighborhood, I think. Or maybe yeah. Thunderbird, but I think Wild Irish Rose or MD 2020. I didn't even find MD 2020. So, you know, I was like, you know what? You know, it, you're my co-host and you're a good guy. I'm going to have to get you Jameson. All right. That's that's doable. So there you go. We're, we'll have to do a customary you did op, you birthday did for shot. The small bottle. I I'm Jewish. <laughs> Jewish. It's, okay. I'll take what I can get. Beggars can't be choosers. That's yeah, true. Because I, mean, I was looking for Ripple, which cost $4. Okay. <laughs> So uh, there, there you go. Happy birthday. Are you Didn't even get you anything embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Pour up a shot here. So, uh, Wackily, uh, it seems like you had a good birthday all in all, but uh, it doesn't sound like you had any prostitutes. Remember last show we were talking about you're going to get hookers and blow? Yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen? It was supposed to happen. You know, my girlfriend was gone the week before, and it didn't happen then, so it's certainly not going to happen, like, on the night that my girlfriend takes me out to dinner. <laughs> It'd take a lot of conniving on your part, yeah. cajoling to Maybe get her to that level. Maybe I could tell her that I had diarrhea or something and had to go really quickly, but... I guess if your girlfriend was out of town, you might have been able to take advantage of it. But you know what? Right now, I think there's a lot of heat on guys 
engaging in acts of prostit or engaging in sexual acts with prostitutes. Yeah, well, powerful political figures, and which so, I am not. Well, I'm neither. No, I'm not political or powerful. And not to mention, you're not going to high class hookers either. No, that would yeah. also be out of the question. But what I'm referring to is, uh, I'm sure you've read about uh, Governor Elliot Spitzer, the governor of New York, who uh, recently is um, being defamed for uh, engaging in sexual acts with various prostitutes. Yeah, the dude fucked up big time. Totally fucked up. And they're, I don't know if he's resigned yet, but I know they're calling for his head, aren't they? I mean, they're basically going to force him to resign or impeach him. Right, but... I mean, he's doing the whole Larry Craig thing. Where it's like everybody is like, you should resign. Like, you have to resign. And as far as I know, Larry Craig is still in the Congress. Well, you, you got to admit, though, there's nothing more gratifying than a political sex scandal. What bothers me is that it's a Democrat, not a Republican, because I do love the Republicans. But I guess the fact that he's with a woman, you know, it's a heterosexual scandal means it's a Democrat. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I, I think uh, the only sex scandals that involve Republicans have to be homosexual. Well, there's Democrats that will engage in homosexual acts. The difference being that they're out in the out of the closet to everybody already. They're not like you know sneaking around bathrooms and tapping toes. Yeah, like Larry Craig. Right. But Governor Spitzer, on the other hand, I think I think his um, his being caught right now and uh, being forced to resign is all that more gratifying because the guy is such a sanctimonious fuck. I mean, he seriously is a self-righteous hypocrite. He's been going after – this guy's busted prostitution rings. He's busted corrupt, like, money launderers. He's gone after Wall Street executives who engage in shady practices. And doesn't he kind of portray himself as, like, you know, the – not really a vigilante, well, but, but a but crusader. Wait, I mean, he was the, like, attorney general of the state of New York, right? I, mean, I know, is that but, his job to go out to prosecute? Well, the but fact he that he does this in zealous. the public eye, yeah. He was quite zealous. He was overzealous, And he was I always think. having press conferences because he wanted to get elected to something else. And, yeah, I, I think uh, people said that, uh, you know, he was the he, – there's a good chance he's a he might be the first Jewish candidate for president. Yeah. and uh, He's definitely the first Jew to spend, like, $1,000 on a whore. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very common. Yeah, I common. don't think that's ever happened. Well, so uh, for people that aren't in the know – Spitzer's career, marriage, and reputation are, are in tatters right now after the once squeaky Mr. Clean was outed as sleazy client nine, client number nine, a regular John of a call girl ring that charged upwards of $5,500 an hour for their call girls. Right. So this— They're I mean, saying that's the most expensive whore they have. That's like client one. Client one is, is going to that girl. He's going to something of a lesser pay grade. Well, I guess uh, they, they've— Interviewed one escort that they found that was involved with uh, Governor Spitzer here. Uh, the prostitute identified only as Kristen worked for Emperor's Club. And I guess the group charged between $1,000 and $5,500 an hour operated in New York, Los Angeles, Miami, London, and Paris. Wow, they're worldwide. And, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, yeah, this guy has some egg in his face right now because, I mean, he's the governor of New York. He's a high-profile politician, should not have been engaging in this kind of shady sexual practice. But, I mean, dude, he's not the only one. You know, he was referred to probably by Bill Clinton, <laughs> you know? And the other thing, I'm sure if any of us dudes and probably some girls saw this girl, Kristen, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd, I would pay money to have sex with her. She's really, really hot. Well, dude, you know, they showed a, 
like a an abcnews.com they had like a image a graphic of like i guess the front page of the website for emperor's club yeah where they showed them the girls but with like their heads just body shots of the girls oh yeah amazing that's how i like my girls with all their of head. them are european <laughs> i like my girls with their heads chopped <laughs> with their off. heads chopped off but dude i mean you just look at this body you know if you're getting a girl and i guess the way they rated the girls was in diamonds there's like one diamond two diamond yeah I think one diamond was like a thousand or five hundred dollars, two diamonds, and like the seven diamond girl was like fifty five hundred dollars an hour. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you know, Bill Clinton was banging a fat chick. At least Elliot Spitzer was banging like yeah, but dude, you know, some hot Eastern European. Yeah, but you you can't say that because Bill Clinton li- likes the fat chicks. That's the whole. Th- I mean, he likes them large and lovely. Dude, I think he was just taking what he could get. <clears throat> but who, you know, <laughs> he was I don't a know. President, he can get a lot. Yeah, but then again, look at it. Look at look at his wife compared to Spitzer's wife. Yeah. She's not that bad looking. I would do his wife. I would actually pay a couple hundred bucks to have sex with Spitzer's actual wife. <laughs> a couple hundred? Yeah, she probably wouldn't lower herself to that. And she's 50 years dream. old, but not that bad looking for an older lady. I mean, that's not, I, mean I, I keep I'm, reading on the internet people saying that she looks like an old, like a 50-year-old Jennifer Aniston. Which is pretty kind of a apt description. Yeah, actually, I could see same the resemblance hair color, there. Same sort of face shape, same skin tone. But what blows my mind is that you have these these wives who are married to politicians who fall into disgrace. Yet they don't just slap them across the face and leave them. They stand by them. You know, it's like that's my mate. Well, like, who was the guy that got busted in New York? I think he was. Was he a governor? Or was he a senator or something? And he came out of the closet said he was gay. Oh, no, New Jersey. New Jersey, uh, yeah. McCovey? Yeah, McCovey. I think his right. name is McCovey. And McSuffing. his wife, he had, a, he had like three kids or two kids and right. a wife. And his wife's like, well, you know, I stand by my husband. He Larry was, Craig's he banging, wife. He was banging some young Israeli boy, if I remember correctly. I think he was 18. I mean, he wasn't, this but, wasn't child molestation. I just but. don't get why these women, like, you know, stand by while their husband's sitting here saying, I've disappointed and failed to live up to the standard I expected of myself. I must now dedicate some time to regain the trust of of my family, I will report back to you in short order. It's that's what mo- that's Elliot's mon- press conference. It's monetary, dude. They want their husband to get through the scandal without taking a huge financial hit. So when they do divorce him in a couple years, they can get more money out of the divorce settlement. I Just it. because of all that happened, right? Or, or like with Hillary, the whole thing was well. If I stay with Bill, oh, my political chances will be better in four years. And you know Spitzer's wife's going to go straight into cougar mode. She's going to get that oh, huge yeah. payoff, and she's like, I'm getting a 24-year-old dude. Fuck you, Elliot. What is that, that Chris Rock bit about the get-out-of-jail-free car when you cheat on your woman and she catches you? It's like the worst thing if she doesn't dump you because then from that time on— She's scheming. You never know who she's fucking, and, and you can't say anything about it if you catch her. Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> she already busted you. Yeah. yeah. You'd be a hypocrite. Well, I guess uh, federal investigators say that there's no evidence Spitzer used state money or campaign funds to pay the prostitutes, but that the way he moved an estimated forty grand through various accounts violated federal money laundering laws. And that's, that's how they caught him. Investigators stumbled over the prostitution ring after they started looking at some of his suspicious financial transactions. He was, like, moving money in between different accounts, different banks— which makes me wonder if his accountant knew about all this all the time, you know, the whole time. He probably kept that in the down low. But the, what the irony is, is that's how he actually caught, you know, corrupt Wall Street investors and uh, how he busted yeah. prostitution He should have known better. Yeah, he definitely should have been able to cover his tracks. So what's interesting about this is I was thinking, all right, well, it's Spitzer. You know, the guy deserves to be to, to get busted and deserves the uh, infamy right now. Right. Because, I mean, he had such a high-profile position. 
But I've never been with one of these girls that's like $2,000 an hour. I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be with them. Actually, I'm too Jewish to ever pay that. Yeah. I think I'd rather just jerk off to like, yeah, I don't know, Roll some over pricey internet porn. Yeah, it's also more time efficient, you know, that you can, you can do, finish yourself off in like five minutes. Yeah, there's, no, there's no call and no waiting for the girl to yeah, come but if over. You, okay, but if you spend $1,000 on this girl for one hour, you have sex with her. You know, she's so beautiful, strikingly gorgeous. You're probably going to last about 20 seconds. Yeah. So what do you do Plus for the rest of the time? I mean, what would you do? You'd sit there and talk to her? Would you make her do tricks? You bought her for an hour. Dude, I thought you cuddled. Well, <laughs> The girlfriend I, experience? Isn't that what they call that? I don't think they'll cuddle with you. Maybe. Well, you know what? I say we find out because in the past we had uh, an escort, a former escort, escort. You know, I forgot her name now that I'm thinking about it. What was I, her name? I was gone that week. So yeah, you was me. gone that week. But we had that escort on the show who used to put ads in Craigslist and uh, run it in the backs of uh, some was local it like newspapers. Desiree or something. Yeah, something like that. Denise. Denise. Denise right. That was her name. Yeah. So we had Denise come in and talk about what it was like, and she charged like $300 an hour. But I think there's a huge difference between the clientele, guys that pay 300 bucks an hour to get laid versus dudes that pay 1000 bucks an hour. Yeah. This is one of the, there's a lot of things where, like, you know, if you buy, like, uh, a $20 bottle of wine – and then you compare that to like a hundred bottle dollar bottle of wine. It's really not that much better. But I'm thinking with with whores like this, I think that the money, the extra money that you spend, gets you quite a lot. I think it really In does. My and so mind, I yes. say we find out what it's like to sleep with a high-class hooker by calling my friend Chris in New York City. I was talking to him about a month ago, and it just dawned on me today, this dude used to get hookers all the time. And he used to spend, I don't know if he spent like the most he ever spent was like a thousand bucks an hour, but I know he had like a membership or he was, he called one specific organization that had his information and would send him any kind of girl he wanted. I mean, wow. he could call up, he could say, I want an Asian girl and I want a light skinned black girl. And they would send him both very discreet to his apartment. They'd come upstairs, he'd have them for an hour and then they'd go. And usually he did it when he was like completely inebriated on some type of substance. So I say we call up Chris and find out what it's like to get a high-class hooker. All right, here we go. Hello? Chris. Yes. Hey, what's going on? It's D. Simon. Hey, how are you? And uh, Wackerly here from Sick and Wrong. Hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, how you guys doing? How's, uh, not too bad. How's uh, New York City? Is it cold over there? Yeah, it's just the same bunch of fucking yuppies that it was yesterday, really. Yeah, that's pretty much how it always is. Yeah. So I take it you've heard about the uh, governor of your fair city. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spitzer being busted. And uh, yeah, I imagine uh, you take as much, you find it as gratifying as we do. It's not quite as cool as Larry Craig, but it's up there. Well, he's Democrat. Only Republicans get busted for homosexuality. Yeah, right. That's true. But anyway, so we're. I was just uh, mentioning, you've been to a couple high class, you've been with a couple high class hookers. Couple. A couple in your time. The rare when you get when when the privilege uh, is available. Yeah, I mean it's been a while, but I remember you telling me about it in the past. I don't think you're a member of uh, the place that Spitzer was going to, were you? The Emperor's Club. You know, I don't think so. I I know that there's, uh, I mean, there's different echelons, so to speak, and I'm, you know, being. Yeah, I mean, I could have been. I don't know. I don't think I never paid any. You, know, you didn't pay like fifty five hundred an hour, though, did you? Say again? 
You didn't pay like $5,500 an hour. No, not quite like that. But You I were mean, brushing elbows with emperors, basically. But I don't, I mean, that's such a, they're all named like emperors. They're all called <laughs> emperors. diamonds or something. Uh, so, so the play- Or, uh, you know, something that suggests class, even if it's like dishrag who is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the place that you went to. Right. T- tell me about it, because I've, you know, I've never been. Well, it wasn't a place so much, man. It was a. Well, the service. Right. The right. service that, how do you hook up with one of those high class escort services? Well, I mean, you know, you have to be of a certain personage, really. You have to run in a certain circle, I guess you would say. It's sort of, I mean, I don't know if you guys have in, in San Francisco, like with drugs, they'll deliver drugs. You kind of got to know somebody. It's the same sort of thing. You know, I'd love to have that kind of service here. I know I've, I've, I've been to New York hanging out with you, and we've had, like, weed delivered. Oh, well, you can get anything you want. Like, like, as if you're getting a pizza delivered I mean, to you, your house. I mean, yeah, San Francisco's, like, sort of backwater and not, doesn't have a really developed black market economy <laughs> like other places should. Yeah, I mean, you guys can go out on the street probably and get it. But, yeah, that's what I've always loved about this place is it's like, I mean, at 4 in the morning, if you wanted me to i could have an eight ball of cocaine a, a woman and fucking chinese food delivered <laughs> you know it at sunday night at four in the morning That's- but yeah in like a matter of an hour yeah the best we can do is sort of drive to the east bay and find the first trailer park and like you know go get go up to the door and get some meth and a right. toothless, yeah, some- toothless meth whore right and uh you know maybe some some slim jims out taco of bell fridge. burrito and a <laughs> yeah bathtub crank and you can call them i've called them at weird hours too man they so what's the most you've ever paid for a hooker? Tell, explain the experience to me. You got hooked up through a friend? Yeah. Is, is that was, how it happened? You know, this number is really good. They got, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's just like for, for anything else. And you call and um, you got it. I mean, you can't lie to them about who you are. Like normally, you know, you'll try it and they'll explain to you, look, you can't because if we can't verify who you so are. So they ask you your real name? Yeah, they they want they, they have to know your real name for for these upper you know for the upper class ones they have to I I don't know about the you know if you're calling up and getting a fucking you know three hundred dollar uh, hooker right then maybe it's probably doesn't matter but these girls you know these girls aren't running the risk of going to jail plus they want to make sure you're the kind of person who can pay the fee you're not just you know gonna gonna blow your load and then and run, they all, run out of the room or something again. they send the first time they I I, I don't know if I ever they send like. Sometimes like a goon up with her. Oh, did, did they? They had a keeper. Well, they don't stay there, but like they come up and like if you're paying, you know, if you're paying with a credit card, I think they do it to like make sure your credit card's legit and just, you know, what I mean to make. The- yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't be pretty if it was denied. Right. <laughs> right. So, so what happened? What I mean, were you like? Really intoxicated. How long did it take you to get the nerve to call the agency? Yeah, there were different, different times, different circumstances. I mean, the first time it took. I mean, you know me. It took, uh, you know, hours of self-debating. and Deliberation. You know, yeah, it's just like, I can't do this. It's like, yes, I can. And then it's like, I get like three numbers into it, and you know. But uh, eventually, you know, I managed to make the phone call, and it's like, I think the, that might have been one of the strangest hours of my life is waiting for this person. Because that's, I mean, it's like. What did you order? About it. I'm like, what the hell do I even do? I mean, did you have like, I guess, was this back when you could look at the website and be like, I want this one? Or did you have to Not describe really. what you this wanted? Like 90. I mean, yeah, they had the web, but it wasn't like it is now, man. Some grainy, like, gif like, <laughs> that takes five like, minutes to load. Yeah. Exactly. You could get, like, pictures, but there were, I mean, and there were, I remember downloading a porno video, but I had dial-up, and I mean, you really didn't have any, I mean, it was like T1 and dial-up, you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I might you... want to jerk off in about an hour and a half, so I'm going to start <laughs> downloading this now. 
site. It was it seriously it was. I mean, it wasn't done over the internet. I I never dealt with the internet. I didn't have the internet actually at the time I was doing this. So what did you order? Were you like, you know, I'm in the mood for mulatto girl? Well, this is there are a couple of different situations, but what they'll do is like the first time. Like, okay, well, what do you like? And you can describe whatever you want. And I think they're pretty much going to fucking send whatever they have over anyway. But I learned um, the other thing, if they like you, they'll be like, oh, we got, listen, you know, like they've got that rating system. You know, it'll be like one diamond or five diamonds. Sometimes, let's say there's a a, a girl that costs $5,000 an hour, right? But they told her, listen, you know, like, you know, at the time I was I was considered, I think, they liked me a lot because I was young and good looking, and I, you know, and I mean, I took, I did everything right after the first couple times. You're dependable, right? So it was like they were like, "Listen, you know, I told so and so about you. She's on her way back from another thing, and she's going to be in the neighborhood. She normally costs five thousand, but for you, it's a thousand. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And like, trust me, she's gorgeous, and she, this girl was. I mean, believe me. So what, what did she oh, wait, look wait like? Wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> no, hold on no, a second. No offense or anything, but I, I'm probably thinking beyond you being good looking. Although you're a very good looking man. It's probably that you're you're a repeat customer and you're not like taking a shit on the girls or trying to strangle them. Yeah, you know, that's but, not your yeah, thing. You're, you're not normal, a, like a psychotic you're pervert. You're normal and you pay and right. you're regular. And, but the girls talk and it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, it's like it's not disgusting to be with me sort of thing. Right. Well, yeah, you're not shitting on their face or, or asking them to shit on you. Right. I mean, you know, there were a couple of them that genuinely, I think, like, thought I was cool. You know what I mean? And they took, you know, I remember I fucking was so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell me what happened this this time you called her. Which time? So time? the first time she came over to your house. Right. Beautiful girl. Right. And, like, what would you say on average, if you can recall, like a thousand bucks an hour, 500 bucks an hour? Oh, God. I think it was. You know, I think it might have been, like, they basically say it's like, okay, 500 will get her over to your house, and what you do from there is up to you. In other words, it's going to cost you another five. Okay, so you're thinking, it, you know, for this experience, you're going to probably spend about a grand. Right, like, that's normal procedure. It's like, well, yeah, we'll send her over for 500, and what you do is up to you. So it's like, if that's the agency fee, I have a feeling she's not going to do much. If it's like, oh, here's just, you know, you're making nothing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So so, what happened with you? The girl arrived. Were you completely impressed, or were you just kind of like, "Well, this isn't exactly what I wanted, but oh yeah, I'll take and it." And that kind of money, it's impressive. I mean, they all are. So what happened? She comes to your house. Do you have the money up front, or do you? Well, that's what I didn't really know. And it's like you're not supposed to, but I did. I it's like here, you know, because I was gacked and like I'm, you know, <laughs> like here, you know, and it's like no, 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 you know, hold on to that. Like we'll deal with that later, kind of thing, and just chill out you know it was clear that i was fucked up so like you know she said something to the effect of you know i know how to deal with how you are and just sit down and chill out and it's fine because you're basically a virgin to them yeah i mean i mean you might not literally be a virgin but they're like you've never had you've had sex but you've never had sex with a prostitute you You don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're doing yeah it's just like having sex the first time when you just don't know what the fuck you're doing exactly and they know that and that's, that's the first thing they ask you too so she and they can probably tell someone someone who you know is not a professional, but someone who's used to it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they've got. I mean, they've got mega regulars. You know that. Yeah, and then they can tell a regular. So what did she do? I mean, were you like, I want to do some sixty nine, and then I want to move, and then you know, have mm, no, that fucking really from didn't behind. Occur- 
You can't be crude. Like you have to kind of be a little. Oh, but classy. I mean, this is a prostitute, dude. I wasn't. I mean, a thousand dollars an hour or not, I wasn't about to go down on it. <laughs> Nose in the asshole sixty-nine position, you know. Yeah, that's really what it's fuck. Wow, dude, I can I can taste the blast guy's spooge. Was he a <laughs> was he Afghani? Of the dental dam, but I've never heard of any one of those actually being deployed in real life. So I mean, what did she do? Did she like, uh, you know, give you oral and then? Yeah, you they, went... they, uh, you know, they. I, I think it depends. You know, I think, but it's pretty much what you'd expect. I mean, it's you're paying more, so they, it's more of a performance, you know. But, you know, it's just what you'd expect. I mean, it's kind of like what I would. You know what it is? There's this thing they have. And what you're paying for, it's called GFE, which is... Uh, the girlfriend experience. Girlfriend experience, right. And so it's almost like fucking your girlfriend, or that's how they try and make it, you know? Like, so, I mean, the girlfriend experience, doesn't that imply that they're actually making out with you, kissing right. you? Right. Well, they pretend that they're not a whore for like right. 15 minutes. Rather than, I think the girls, if you're not paying for the girlfriend experience, it's all just... Like uh, in Amsterdam. It's just yeah. like, well, you know, yeah, I've never done the Amsterdam thing, but that's, stoic how, indifferent, that's you know, how you've described it to me. Yeah. Well, stoically laying there, yeah. just you're like, You're going to come, me. but I'm not going to come, and I'm not going to really <laughs> care that you come other than that you get the fuck out of here and pay me. Right. Yeah. No, this is like exactly, it's like performance, you know, and that's what they're being paid for, so... So the first time, did you blow your load in like 20 seconds, a minute? Oh, and actually, then... I was too, you know, I mean, I mean, dude, I'm not, I mean, I've had sex. <laughs> but I mean, I've had sex with girls that hotter, hotter. Did you get your jeans off? Because <laughs> that's, what? I've had that problem before. What? Did no. you get your jeans off or did you blow your load before you unzipped your pants? Right? Yeah. I came in my pants. <laughs> so, Here's a thousand bucks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm asking I is... what uh, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> uh, yes, but what I'm asking is essentially, did the sex act last the whole hour or were you like, oh. all right? No, that would be in very poor taste, actually. Like, first of all, you got to hang out with them for like, I mean, I've learned, I think the best thing to do is like, I mean, just you sort of treat them like a hurried date. Okay, but it's a date that you're not going out to dinner. You're not whining them. Exactly, not, but it's like, you know, here's a glass no of wine or booze or a line or whatever it is you, you offer. You know, whatever it is you've got, I think. I mean, that's how I was. You don't jump right into it. No, I think that would be considered in very poor taste. So were any of these girls, did they seem like they were interested in you at all? Or oh, yeah. I mean, the thing was, you know, at the time, you remember where I used to live. I mean, I had that huge fucking, you know. Yeah, Lower East Side, that right, massive I had that loft. loft on the Lower East Side. Like, on these, I had like this $3,000 suit I used to wear. You know, so yeah, I mean, they, you know, I was clearly not what they Whores were. Boys definitely are impressed by money. Well, yeah, they're impressed by money and, and the fact that, you know, I was younger and not, you know, I wasn't some, like, 50-year-old, you know, financial guy. That, you know what I mean? So, okay, so so the first time they came over and eventually you paid them $1,000, they right. left, but so, but they left, you were in good standing with the agency. Now, how long did it take for you to call the agency again? I mean, did you call them the next week? No. It took, you know, it took another fucking bad circumstance where I was fucking fucked up and, like... You could yeah, you're... You, you know, know, bored and, and had, you know, had money available. You know, there's a few factors that have to collide in order for you to make that kind of decision. So did you ever get more than one girl? Nah, I never paid for more than one, no. Oh, okay, so you never had, like, two come at once or whatever? 
You could. Okay. So There's no limit. To, dude, you can, I mean, you can fucking order whatever you want, but I mean, I, I've never had to pay for that. I, I don't see what the point of that would be because you'd have two, the whole coolness of that is the whole, you know, that the women are into it. It's like you got two fucking, profi- it'd be like American Psycho, like, oh. Yeah, you have these two girls making out with each other and having right. sex with each other. You can just kind of sit back and watch. Right, but it's like, you know, they're not going to be really into it. They're both there to make money. That, that would suck. Yeah, no, I think, and, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, you it's know, I've never done that. I, I mean, I'm, believe me, you could order ten. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So, so how, do you, how do you think these girls get into that? Because it's not like they're street whores that move, you know, work their way up the ladder, because that doesn't really work. Oh, well, I mean, they got to be young to begin with. Are they approached by these agencies, like, you're a really hot girl, I know, don't be offended, but you can make a lot of money doing this, and, it's, uh, and, and think, we're not talking about the shit you see on the street. This is, like, a big deal. Yeah, I think they, they do a lot of different things. I think they've got recruiter types. Like, In fact, I knew one. They go hit up the strip clubs. Um, I don't know if they so much go hit up the strip clubs, but they go to meet like young, you know, young, fresh-faced, you know, like Axl Rose in the Welcome to the Jungle video, but the female version with the hayseed in their mouth, you know, <laughs> like uh, you know, you can make a lot of money and like you know, like Lance said, and just you know, whatever. You, I think you'd have to sell it to them, like. Look, I know you have this image of whores uh, because these girls you see on the street, but what we do is different, and I'm going to explain to you how it's different, and I'm going to introduce you to some of the girls that work oh, for wait. us now, and, and then those girls sweet-talk them, and then you've got this like super hot chick who you can you know get uh, sell her services to it, guys yeah. for 2000 bucks an hour. That's I'm going to start one myself. <laughs> well, these girls don't necessarily have pimps. They have bosses. Right. A ma- I would I was saying these are run by Not women. Not bosses, dude. They're like... Um... It's like a you're like an independent contractor. Like you sign on with a service, and they call you, and they let's say they get you know a five hundred dollar referral fee, or let's say you split it. Maybe I think that might be how it works. So if let's say the fee is five hundred, so you get two fifty, they get two fifty, and then whatever you can make above that is yours. Right. These girls don't have pimps that are beating the yeah, shit out of no. them. Yeah. No. I mean, it's totally they, different world. Oh, no. They're not walking the street or anything. Like they would that. be advertising in the you know fucking maybe they do i don't think so well chris we got to get going here but uh one more thing i want to ask you have you ever ordered one of these girls you knew you're going to spend a thousand dollars she comes over you're like this is exactly the opposite of what i expected no i i've never never a thousand dollar one but there was one time where i called one from out of the phone book where that happened <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to bargain hunt and it yeah, uh, backfired yeah. on you let me try one of these like ones in the fucking yellow pages and i never did it again but I mean, what did you send her back? Yeah, you were just like, no, no, you. Oh, I mean, it was, you look like Tina Turner. <laughs> after Ike was done with her, out of here. Um, no, I just was like, uh, I just said that uh, I was like, listen, you know, I, I, this, this wasn't a good time for me to call, and um, you know, I'm not going to waste your time or my. Like, remember in Ris- Risky Business? Oh yeah, I'm not going to waste your time. We go, you know, I'm, you know, Joel, I didn't come out here, you know, it's like. Seventy-five dollars. But you did give her some money, though. Right. I think for half it was like a hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars, and it was I was more than happy to do it. Well, it's very enlightening. I, I think I don't think any members of our or sick and wrong any members of the sick and wrong listening audience here have near enough money to pay for one of these high-class <laughs> <laughs> hookers. No, this is like lifestyles of the rich and famous for them. Yeah, no. but if you ever do come into some money. I think uh, you've given them some valuable insight. Yeah, I mean... uh, People win the lotto. 
It does happen. <laughs> and there's certainly, you know, there's certainly information. Of it. I remember there was a big site, like, you know, etiquette, how to, you know, it's uh, it's out there. with. The, I mean, as you know, there's, fuck, you know, anything you want is on the Internet. How to behave with hookers. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for talking to us, and uh, I'll, but, I'll give you a call soon. Take care. All right, See take you, it man. easy. Bye. Thanks. You know, Wankily, I don't think I could ever live with myself spending $1,000 to get laid. <laughs> I don't I, even care. I actually, for a millisecond, thought you were going to say... That you couldn't live with yourself if you uh, used the services of a whore. But no, it's the money. <laughs> it's not the whore <laughs> that bothers me. I don't have any qualms. You, you would, in the act of having sex with this super hot $1,000 an hour Filled hooker, with remorse. you'd be already thinking about the money and where and how you wasted it. And like, you know. Dude, even if I was like, you know, had as much money as Spitzer, I seriously would just like all of a sudden be just have pangs of remorse. I bet you he That's was a, a half Dude, I bet you he is a half-breed. Like, one of his parents was, was uh, you know, Christian, and one of his parents was Jewish, yeah. and that's why he could do it. The Christian side is taking over, that's what you're saying. I mean, that, that is a lot of pennies you got to bend over and pick, pick you, up off the ground. you got to admit, though, if you won the lottery, wouldn't you be, you know, kind of into, like, calling up a service and hey, getting a couple I'm to come over? I'm not going to say either way, but the lotto <laughs> would change my life. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to move on with the show here. It's uh, episode 113 of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap, episode 112. Uh, We had uh, Eugene S. Robinson from the band Oxbow and also author of the book Fight on the show, teaching us how to kick some ass. Right. I haven't uh, used any of those skills yet, by the way. Yeah, neither have I. I haven't been in a fight this past week. Yeah, I've um, I've just been practicing getting close to people. That don't even want to fight me, just getting right up close to them because that's what he said to do. And just kind of grab them. <laughs> no, just right in their face. <laughs> that's all. You like put your put away. your nose on their cheek. I haven't gone that far. I'm not a professional. But anyway, you put up a voting system there. It's kind of a makeshift one uh, where people could vote on the best fighting move. Um, they had to choose between D's titty twister, Wackerly's furious flea, and uh, Eugene's crotch cave in. Well, as you can imagine, Eugene's Crunch Cave-In is quite popular. Came in with 82 votes. The Furious Flea came in with 44. And uh, I came in with a small 36 votes. Not too many people like to do the titty twister. I put about... 35 seconds into thinking of those voting categories. You, you know, I didn't even think there was going to be voting, but uh, I thought you were quite creative with that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, one guy, um, uh, Relayer, wrote in. He said he was uh, in total agreement with you. He said, kick to the balls if possible, then run away like a girl. Then take the fucker out with a sniper rifle later. Yeah. I think that That's might be point. the true pussy way car. to do it. I mean, maybe you don't have a sniper rifle, but maybe you have like a Dodge, you know, caravan you could just run the dude over with. Yeah, and that always works. Yeah. Well, uh, people, this is episode 113 of Sick and Wrong. You know the way sh- the show works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. The audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card with a listener submission. And uh, you can send those to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Dude, we have like a whole load of listener submissions. Because it was two weeks. That yeah, we it was two That's weeks. Why. So I had to pick one that I thought was the best one. So we have a really good listener article this week. So I believe you started last week. So let me kick off episode 113. So actually, my article is actually sent in by four different listeners. But I found the article first, so I'm claiming right. squatters' rights. I do. Okay. T- I, I hate you. to have to exercise my I right believe. as a host, but four people sent this in after I had found the story. Field advantage. 
Home field advantage. Uh, jail for Australian Kiss Killers. Isn't that kind of a cool name, the Australian Kiss Killers? Now, is that Kiss like the band Kiss? Is it spelled with a capital K or just a small K? It's I guess if it's the headline, it's spelled with a It's spelled with a lowercase K, but I think they're referring to ugly lesbian killers. Oh. <laughs> you ever see that movie, Beautiful Creatures? It was one of uh, Peter Jackson's movies. Kate Winslet was There's young. There's a lot of claymation in that movie. No, it was the one with Kate Winslet. Yeah. She like, played that young lesbian. Yeah, was there claymation of, in there's that? There's a lot of claymation because they have their little imaginary world together. Oh, I yeah. forgot about you that. forgot about that. Now, all lesbians have that. It's a lesbian thing. <laughs> well, they, all Peter Jackson movies had that before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Always claymation. There's a, what about uh, what was the one with the Muppets? Uh, that had claymation? Well, that had Muppets. It that had need, Muppets. Didn't need claymation. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Yeah. Well, in Beautiful Creatures, there's two lesbians that are into each other, but <clears throat> their parents wouldn't let them live their Die lives out. together. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Basically, their parents were standing in the way of them scissor kicking at their yeah, own well, leisure. I can understand that, I guess. Well, these girls were a little older than that. And it turned out it was a bizarre love triangle. Is this in New Zealand? It's actually in uh, Australia, Western oh. Australia. Aren't Perth. they the same thing? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty close much, enough, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. Backwater burg of the, of, the, of the world. I think it's like separated by like a 10-minute boat ride. I don't <laughs> yeah. think it's that big of a difference. You take the ferry over. Yeah. So the uh, body of Stacy Mitchell, 16 years old, was found in December in a wheelie bin in Perth, Australia, days after her family reported her missing. Before I move on, I want to mention this story is also chock full of Australian fucked up jargon that okay. they use to right. describe with some... A completely bizarre term for a normal household item, like a wheelbarrow. Yeah, is called a wheelie bin okay. in Australia. I mean, it's got. I looked it up online. A are wheelie bin's any, a wheelbarrow. Are there any Hessian sacks involved? <laughs> because that was another term that tripped us up a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, but there's a couple platypus. <laughs> <laughs> Platypuses. I don't even know how to. What's the What's the plural of that term? What's the common term for that? <laughs> that it, that's just a fucked up know. thing, not even a term. The yeah, thing but is every up. object, you know, like a screwdriver is probably called like a Wally banger there or something. I don't know. They have like their own <laughs> terms for everything. I like the Wally. That's a good term, Wally. Because you're screwing that. You're banging the wall. You're screwing. Yeah, it. it's just like I got my Wally banger and I'm fixing up my wheelie bin. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, lesbian lovers Jessica Stasinowski, 20 years old, and Valerie Parrish Muti, 19 years old, were wow. ordered to serve a minimum of 24 years, which is basically a life term in Australia. Yeah, but did they get to be cellmates and have hot, lesbian, sweaty jail sex for that? Funny you should mention that. They're actually forced to be kept in different prisons. Oh, God damn it. Because they share the same perversion. The court heard how uh, Parrish Muti had a history of drinking blood as part of a vampire subculture, mm. uh, which I guess is quite popular in Western Australia, all those uh, Western Australian vampires. Yeah, isn't it kind of like you know Southern California there, just always sunny and everybody's out on the beach? It's hard to be a goth kid in that environment. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Maybe she's like a goth kid. I wonder if she was like Aborigine or something. Don't they drink blood? Parish Mooty? I don't know. A psychologist told the court she had very strong sexual sadistic tendencies and was sexually aroused by physical torture and violence. I'd love to have heard that interview. Wow. A lesbian sadist. 
No, Dude, masochist. So. You know, I bet you a little S&M isn't that uncommon in Australia. I mean, look at the crocodile hunter, what he used to do. Yeah. I bet you he Shove. had some strange fetishes with his wife. Shove his balls right in a crocodile's mouth and have and it And put my finger in its bum. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, I bet you he made his wife do some weird shit with, like, sloths and all those other fucking weird creatures they yeah. have over there. Animal sex. Put his dick in a kangaroo pouch. <laughs> I bet you he did weird shit like that. Well, so what happened here is the pair bludgeoned Miss Mitchell, the 16-year-old girl, with a concrete block, strangled her with a chain, and then videoed her half-naked body and kissed while standing over her as she lay dying, wiping blood on each other's faces. They've gone primitive, pretty much. I mean, this is kind of like some, you know, ancient Aztec ritual or something. Sort of. It sounds more to me like some kind of corny Marilyn Manson video. Well, that too. It's like these two hot goth chicks wiping blood over each other after they, like, bludgeon some girl's head with a concrete block. <laughs> Actually, it might have happened in that Peter Jackson movie. <laughs> uh, but I think he, she killed her mom with a with a rock, though. Kate Winslet killed the other—or not Kate Winslet, the other girl. The really ugly one. It's been real, a really long time since I've seen it. All I remember is the claymation. So Stacey Mitchell here uh, moved to this area of uh, of. Uh, Australia when she was 10 years old she had been staying with these two women in Perth at the time of her death so I guess they'd only known her for about I think it says here they'd known her for three days and killed her because she was irritating them they then dumped her body headfirst into a rubbish bin didn't try rubbish. to dispose of the corpse they just threw it in a rubbish bin a rubbish bin which is also known as a trash can yeah <laughs> that's trashy <laughs> Uh, Judge Peter Blacksell, sitting at the Supreme Court of Western Australia, said the pair had shown no remorse, were sexually aroused by the violence, and were laughing in court during the trial. He ordered that they be held under strict security without contact with each other as they shared the same perverse outlook on life. That's what happens when in these countries that don't have the death penalty. That's when you, These are the countries where you get people laughing when they're in court for murder like ha, 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 i'm gonna go to jail and i don't care and fuck it but like it, you know when you have the death penalty involved it's like oh shit i might get my fucking head chopped off well know? exactly it's like how are they supposed to be you be know cool. yeah I mean, but how, how are there there's no aversion i mean how are they supposed to like sit there and think okay well you know what's what's my my crime yeah you know, my, I mean, my punishment I, I, myself i would be averse to spending life in prison but my life doesn't suck that badly if it was already pretty shitty Maybe jail wouldn't be that bad, and I would just sit there, you know, like reading The Family Circus or Garfield. And yeah, but I wonder trial. if, like, uh, if it's the same thing with, with lesbians as it is for gay guys. Like, gay guys, jail's not too bad. They get to go there and fuck as much ass as they want. So True. I wonder if, like, she's like, you know, now we get to go and scissor kick every day as with much time as we want. With all different girls, all the, you know, a whole just jail full of new Dude, women. It's, they could dike out, like, 24-7. Yeah. I mean, not that big of a deal. And they get free food. Right. And there's probably booze in there. You know, you can smuggle stuff in. The prosecutor told the court the two women had known her for only three days, killed her because she was irritating them. In court, the pair were, the pair were seen laughing, smiling, and making faces at each other as the details of the murder were described. Stacy's mother, Sophie, and father said, we are all still devastated over our daughter's brutal murder. We still can't believe that she is, she is gone and uh, her life ended so violently. Apparently, uh, one of the girl's lawyers said that she had been associated, Parashumti had been associated with a vampire subculture since the age of 10, when she started experimenting with drinking blood, first her own, and then later that of others. <laughs> Which I don't understand, dude. Maybe they start early in Australia, but what kind of goth culture do you know of when you're 10? 
And you're drinking your own blood. I mean, I, where were her parents here? Yeah, there was no goth culture when we were that age, though. Did so she grow up say. in the Adams family? I mean, I just don't <laughs> fucking understand how <laughs> this she happens. She did. <laughs> I don't understand how it happens. So that's about it there. On the sick and wrong star scale, these two girls obviously had no remorse. It was they were yeah. making out they get points over for that. What, what leads me to give these this the uh, rating that I'm about to give the story which will be four stars, giving it four because the two girls were making out with each other, wiping blood all over each other's body, obviously sexually aroused right. by the act of killing this girl. And obviously fully aware of what they were doing. I mean, this isn't some type of insane uh, lapse of, of any reason on their part. I mean, they're obviously doing something that's ritualized. They're not, you know, apeshit crazy. It's not a crime of... You could say it's a crime of passion because they're doing this thing, but it yeah, sounds but like it's planned out. But it was premeditated. I right. think these two girls were saying, you know what? I think I'm going to be sexually satisfied by the act of murdering this girl. And that's why I'm not giving it five stars. Because if you think about it, it should be a five-star heinous story because of the fact this girl's bludgeoned with a concrete block. These two girls are making out. But they're deriving sexual satisfaction from this story. Um, from, the, from the act itself. Yeah, but maybe not. I, I think it's kind of forced. <laughs> You think it's forced? <laughs> like, you know, one of them was like, one of them was like, you know what? Yeah, you're going to rub blood on my face. You're making out with me, but I kind of got a headache and I'm not really into this right now. I'd rather be sitting down, you know, like watching Dawson's Creek. But okay, <laughs> I'll, 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 girls. I'll go through the emotions because we're in a relationship. Sometimes you have to do that. You have to be sexually giving. It's a lesbian deathbed syndrome, though. Yeah. They suffer from that. Really? What's that? It's when uh, lesbians live live together, they become more like sisters than lovers. Oh, then they don't have sex anymore? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what they need to do, heighten their passion by killing this young 16-year-old. Well, when you put it like that, I want to give it a four because you've added a dimension to it. That's what I think it is. All right. They're avoiding the sister thing. What did you call it? The lesbian? Lesbian deathbed syndrome. Okay. Learned All about right. it on Savage Love. <laughs> It's a great podcast, I people. I didn't read that. I highly that recommend one. it. Listen to that episode. Well, we'll see now what the I listening know. audience has to say about that. What do you have here for episode 113? Oh, dude. This one's pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of this one. And the and the headline You know, it's been a while since I've seen you excited I'm very for a story. Excited. I'm <laughs> yeah, just gonna seriously. jump I'm gonna jump right into it. John Denver karaoke sparks Thai killing spree. Now I thought John Denver was dead. Didn't he fly his plane into a mountain? Yeah, no, yeah, he yeah, did. Well, I think... It's a misleading title. It's a great title, but it's also a little bit misleading. But the story is just as good as the title. It's just it not is, exactly... That is a great title. It's a bunch of like disparate terms all in one sentence. Yeah, John Denver was not doing karaoke and sparking a killing spree, but people were singing John Denver songs, which sparked a killing spree. Now, that's completely understandable. A gunman in Thailand shot dead eight of his neighbors, one of which was his brother-in-law. Although he didn't know that at the time. He found that out after he shot all these people. I'll get into that later. After tiring of their karaoke versions of popular songs, and the song that threw him over the edge was John Denver's Country Roads. I hate that song. Do you know how it goes? Do you want me to sing it for you? Isn't it like, oh, country road, country road take me home. God, I hate that <laughs> yeah, song. That's yeah. the one. I can um, understand that. that. That kind of like gives me faint psychotic impulses. Right. And I only sang like, you know, four words. In the yeah, song, just so. like a measure. Uh, the guy's name who did the killing, wait for it, Weenus Chumkamnerd. 
Wait, hold, hold on a second. Weenus? W-E-E-N-I-S? N-U-S. Weenus. Chum Cam Nerd, which I think is a better DJ name than DJ General, General Butt, Butt Naked. Naked. DNA Weenus Chumkin Nerd. I kind of like Weenus Chumkin Nerd. <laughs> the, yeah, it's nice. His, he's 52 years old. He put his gun to the head yeah, of a— Could you imagine respe- the abuse that guy would have suffered in this country? Well, he gave it a little bit back this week. He put his gun to the head of a respected female doctor and seven of her guests as they partied at her home, which was ne- ne- right next door to his home in uh, South Thailand. When I began shooting, this is him, by the way, giving a quote. He's not, not <laughs> pleading. I don't know if they have the Fifth Amendment or what, but like, or whether you know they have the whole Miranda thing where you're not supposed to say shit because don't they it up beat you with a stick till you confess? Yeah, I think they came the shit out of you there till like all the skins flayed off your back. Yeah, I think that's how they do it. But this is a direct quote from Weenus. Uh, when I began shooting, nobody pleaded for his life because they were all drunk. <laughs> And I assume he's angrily saying that. You know, he's saying, this is why I shot those motherfuckers. Uh, he said he was so furious with their awful singing that he did not notice he had murdered his own brother-in-law, who was also partying with them. Here's another quote. I warned these people about their noisy karaoke parties. So apparently this is something that's been going on for, like, weeks and weeks. Okay, so this is built-up aggression. Right. He warned them about their noisy karaoke parties. He also says, I said if they carried on, I would go down and shoot them. I had told them if I couldn't talk sense into them, I would come back and finish them off. And they're just like, fuck you, country roads. <laughs> yeah. He, I'm sure he's like a little weenus-looking dude. And, you know, <laughs> His just name like, is Weenus. And this woman's a doctor, and this guy, Mr. Mr. Chumkim Nerd, he works as a rubber tapper. I don't even know what that is. I can imagine several descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> he works at the rubber factory. He builds dildos. I, well, I, I, I don't know. He, I think maybe he does quality control on the rubbers, the condoms. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And he taps them, you know, to make sure that they don't <laughs> break with a slight tap. Tapped a couple of rubbers myself. He was arrested after going on the run after killing uh, after the killing spree. But actually, he did notice that one of the people he murdered uh, was – or actually, he didn't know that he murdered him, but that he shot in the head was one of his brother-in-laws, uh, Boontip DeSaro. And when he saw that, it was filled with remorse, but Boontip was actually still alive. So Weenus got his son to take Boontip to the hospital. I don't know what the son's name is, but it's got to be something good. Uh, but when they got him the ho- when they got him to the <laughs> hospital, he was already dead. Uh, so he ended up killing his brother-in-law. He's he's very remorseful about that, but he still fucking hates John Denver. Uh, a neighbor said that the another neighbor said that the karaoke group normally sang Thai pop and Southern Thai ballads. Which you, which probably wouldn't be as bad as John Denver. Actually, most of the bars around here, the Tenderloin, I think are run by Thai, Thai people. Yeah, or Vietnamese. And have you ever heard that music where it's like... Yeah, it kind of sounds like a seal being like stomped on. And the songs are always like 15 minutes long. That would almost drive me over the edge sooner than John Denver. Dude, how, when's the last time, you, li- when's Denver the last time you listen to John Denver? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, but actually, so they usually sing those... The Thai pop and the Thai ballads, but one particular Western tune can be heard very often. John Denver's Country Roads. Country Roads is a hugely popular song in Southeast Asia, and the neighbors said the revelers had been singing it over and over and over and over again all night long. Yeah, dude, I would have killed too. Yeah. I think I would have. Which brings me to an interesting point. What song would get you to your breaking point? Is there one specific song or is there one specific artist? That would bring you to your breaking point. Like this guy, obviously, John Denver is the straw that broke the camel's back. John right. Denver is the one that 
made him kill. For me, I would say the music that would drive me over the edge to where I probably would be in a homicidal fury would be Jimmy Buffett. I fucking hate Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. And Margaritaville. I, and you've told me that before. And I totally agree, but I almost I, don't even think – I mean, none of my friends like Jimmy Buffett. I, I, I have a hard time finding somebody who likes Jimmy Buffett, dude, but you claim that you've been to bars in Go San to a karaoke bar in the marina. Guarantee there's <laughs> no, going to be some dumbass no, wearing a flannel shirt around his waist that gets up there with his stupid fucking bead necklace on <laughs> and, you know, V-neck Five o'clock tank shadow. top. Yeah, and he's like sitting Flat there with his, rimmed hat. his yeah, turned around backwards, and he's like, Take me to Margaritaville and tell me you don't. Paradise, yeah, tell me you don't want to pick up a chair and bash his head to a bloody pulp. Yeah, I do, and the, I just you have more aversion because I haven't been to that marina bar, and I guess you. you I just fucking it. hate Jimmy Buffett. I've always said, you know, it used to be the Grateful Dead, but I'd much rather listen to the Dead than Jimmy Buffett. The Dead has one good song. Yeah, that's why. Touch but, of Grey. But what about Fish? Remember that band Fish? Yeah, they don't have any good songs. They that band used to make me want to kill, but you don't really hear that band that often no, outside of a dead. college environment. <laughs> Whereas Jimmy Buffett, I don't know, man. You'll hear that in the most remote locations, and it always makes me want to kill. I gotta say, Steve Miller band. Yeah, I actually I can kind of empathize with you right. on that, but I, you know what? And I can't even off the top of my head think of a the song Joker? because I blo- Oh Jesus! Yeah, but how do they go? <laughs> I blocked them out of my head. I'm a douchebag. I'm oh, a God. sinner. Okay, I'm a... <laughs> I don't even know. Don't make me shoot you in the fucking head. Yeah, but seriously, I think for me it would be Jimmy Buffett. For you it would be Steve Miller. For this guy, for Weenus here, it wasn't even his name that drove him to homicide. It was it was fucking uh, John Denver. Right. Which really, you could just play you know footage of a plane crashing into a mountain over and over again, and you'd think that would be cathartic enough. Like... I hate John Denver. I hate these people singing it, but at least he crashed into a fucking mountain. Yeah, at least plane. he's dead. Yeah, no. <laughs> Horribly it, dead in a fiery plane crash. You know what cracks me up about this story, though, is the fact that uh, people in these foreign countries, like I heard that Lionel Richie is huge in Iran. God damn it. I was going like, to fucking bring yeah, that up. And well, it was, it's Iraq, not Iraq. Iraq. Okay, like Lionel Richie's huge in Iraq. On that. Blows my mind. And, like, you know, I. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that's like, oh, yeah, John Denver. I mean, John Denver's songs probably aren't even on most karaoke machines in this country. Yeah, you'd be hard-pressed. I think maybe it took this long for his music to get all the way over to fucking Thailand. Right. You know Uday and Kuse were, like, karaokeing to Lionel Richie at some (laughs) fucking Baghdad bar at one point. And they're, like, weird weird Bill Cosby sweaters that they think are hip. I'm dancing on the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Allah Akbar. (laughs) So on the second wrong star scale, this guy was so angry over John Denver. This is classic wish fulfillment for me. I'm giving it five stars. Yeah, he did gangland murder on eight people, like shots right to the head for John Denver. Dude, I've wanted to do this so many times when I've heard fucking Margaritaville or Cheeseburger in Paradise being sung in a, in a shitty bar in the marina. Yeah, but And I didn't do it because I'm too much of a puss. You're too much of a puss, not enough of a weenus. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I'm out. Five stars. Five stars. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. So, Wackerly, as I mentioned before, uh, we received a great listener submission this a week. A formidable opponent, you're saying? Uh, I would say almost more than formidable. It's something that I'm like actually quite surprised might be a first here on Sick and Wrong. Maybe not, because I really liked your story. So this was sent in by Steve. Steve says, hey, I recently discovered the show, and after seeing this, had to submit it. It's pretty sick and wrong, especially the quote from the doctor and the number of patients 
he allegedly mutilated, not to give anything away. Butcher mutilated women patients. This happened in Canberra, New Zealand. So we have two stories from the lands down under. Well, yeah. Well, isn't Thailand kind of down in that? Well, it's interesting. It's all international stories here for episode yeah, 113. Yeah, from that hemisphere. So this, as I mentioned before, happened in Canberra. Allegations of horrific mutilation of female patients by a doctor with a history of mental illness have emerged from the town of Bega on the New South Wales south coast. Uh, you know, it kind of cracks me up that they actually have doctors in New Zealand that have a history of mental illness. <laughs> That's one thing that makes me want to change my doctor. Uh, in a valley famed for its cheese and herds of Frisian and Jersey cows, police and medical authorities are now belatedly investigating Graham Reeves, dubbed the Butcher of Bega by the Australian media. The Butcher of Vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Harry Vagina? <laughs> Uh, the Butcher of Bega. Uh, for years, patients who allegedly suffered sexual abuse and deliberate mutilation of their genitals during operations performed by Reeves had kept silent from fear or shame. Yeah. Which kind of cracks me up, dude, because in this country, maybe that happens in New Zealand, but in this country, if a woman had her genitals mutilated going in to like get her tonsils out, we would have heard about it. Dude, she'd be on Oprah the next day. Yeah, the They'd next day. They'd have five of these women on Oprah the next day. And the doctor would have been crucified with the hospital and, and her watch, insurance and company. And I would watch that episode, by the way. And laugh. Uh, but the dam broke when one of his former patients, Carolyn, I can't even say her last name, told her story to um, a program here in Western Australia, or in uh, New Zealand, describing in terrifying detail the surgery she underwent in 2002, one of the two uh, in, at a hospital, which is uh, one of the two which, in which Reeves worked. As she was slipping under a, listen to the horror of this statement. As she was slipping under general anesthetic for an operation to remove a lesion from her labia, she said all she can remember is Reeves whispering in her ear. He put the mask over my face to send me into unconsciousness. Then he leaned right over me, and I'll never forget this to my dying day. He said, I'm going to take your clitoris too. Could you imagine <laughs> hearing that, dude? Is this dude an African Muslim? No, that's what I wonder. Because, like, you know, the thing happens, this happens all the time in Africa. Now this guy's on, he's from New Zealand. He's a, a <laughs> yeah, white, I mean, a Caucasian he male. He lives in New Zealand. Yeah, I saw a picture of him. He's he a, Caucasian a Caucasian male. male. Dr. He must Graham have Reeves. serious problems with his mother. She said when she awoke, she found that all her external genitalia were removed in the operation. So she looks like a Barbie doll with just a gaping hole? I don't understand when they say genitalia. Did he cut her labia off? He cut her clit off? What, what else is left? <laughs> the hole. That's <laughs> it? <laughs> That's, it? <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, wouldn't you, I would, you know, I mean, I'd be pissed if I was the girl, but as the husband, I guess you still have the hole. Well, you have two holes. Yeah, you have two holes. Three I guess holes, it wouldn't be actually. that bad. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a complete loss. Yeah, maybe I would be more pissed off if I was the uh, woman. I but, would beat the doctor's ass. Let me just say that, ladies. I'm sensitive. I would beat the doctor's ass. Yeah, but if you think about it, the woman went in for the operation, removed the lesion. She wakes up. You know, weeks later, her you know, nether regions are bandaged up. She finally gets home, takes it off, and she's like, Holy shit, I don't have a clit anymore. <laughs> Poppycock. 
I'm going to go get my wheelie bin doing, <laughs> and find my clit. You're doing an impression of your dad who is not from India. <laughs> He's from England. Yeah, but my dad not, doesn't have a clit. Okay. So, but do you know what, though? This, they did, none of these women had husbands. Because you're saying that the reason that they didn't go public with this is from shame and embarrassment. And if they have a husband, the husband's going to say, like, she might be trying to hide it, but he's going to be like, what the fuck happened to your shit, bitch? <laughs> it didn't used to look like that. You said you were going to get that mole removed. Now it's all fucked up. And he would go immediately to the doctor. You know, he was, wouldn't be hiding it. It was hard to get you off before, but yeah. now it's impossible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like rubbing a softball and trying to make it come. Where's the little man in the canoe? <laughs> he's gone. He's, <laughs> it's just drowned. An empty canoe. he's at the bottom of the sea. Well, I guess now as many as, many as 500 former patients have sent similar accounts uh, all, to a pressure like, group. All who had to be single. Or else not having sex with their husbands. I think probably or not having sex. Or else these husbands were so oblivious that they really they ne- never got them off before. They're not going to get That's them off. That's kind of what they I think. Care. It's just like they had all these husbands that were yeah. so drunk on fosters that all they saw was a gaping hole. Well, the other thing is, you're th- you know why you say gaping hole? Because you're so used to girls that have completely shaved genitalia. She had a giant bush. Who knows what's going on? Which I think is kind of common in the Australian area. Yeah. Well, this is New Zealand, right? Same thing. (laughs) But, you know, I've been, I remember I worked with a girl who is from Australia. I think she was from Sydney. Huge bush. Mm -hmm. She had one of the biggest bushes I had ever seen when I worked at the strip club. And so I always thought, you know, maybe that's part of their culture. Mm -hmm. Don't don't be judgmental. Yeah, I I really think it is. I think uh, Crocodile Dundee's. The, the crocodile dundees that lived there were into that big bush. Well, that's why you carry around the big knife. Yeah, they like cut through the bush. <laughs> cut it down. Crikey, there's a bush in here. <laughs> so now as many as 500 former patients have come forward, and allegations are being investigated amid calls for a full inquiry into yet another appalling failure in a health system that has suffered serious blunders in uh, recent years. I guess uh, Reeves um, has since uh, been been found mentally unstable, and he lost his license to be an obstetrician. So now he sidestepped this by leaving Sydney, moving to Bega, which was desperate for medical specialists. And uh, they <laughs> accepted care. his word without checking his record. We so, need doctors. We don't care if you're going to cut our fucking vaginas off. As of 2005, he's been struck off for gross professional misconduct of the most serious kind. And they're opening this case that has kind of been, you know, buried for uh, years. Well, I'll tell you something they should strike off. If this was Old Testament justice... <laughs> eye for an eye. Penis for a clit. Yeah. I, I think that would be the only way, the only fair thing to do here. So on the sick and wrong star scale, this guy was... I mean, he probably... He could have mutilated 500 patients. 500 women. I would give this story three stars if it was... And we've done stories like this before that's just, just shoddy plastic surgery or shoddy surgery where, like, you go into some, you know... Cuban guy's basement in South Florida to get plastic surgery and he fucks you up, but that's just because he sucks and he's trying to get your money. But this guy, the fact that he's telling these women as they go under on the anesthetic that he's actually going to mutilate their, their their junk down there, this yeah, is, this no, is five I mean, stars. Not only was there malicious intent, this guy was deriving like psychotic satisfaction. Yeah, completely Psychopath. Planned. I mean, completely... he was sitting there even... I mean, could you imagine the elation he must have felt while the girl, like the, while the woman was slipping into unconsciousness, which has got to be the worst experience ever, to hear a doctor saying, I'm about to cut your dick off. I kind of remember when I was six days old, the moil, <laughs> <laughs> leaning over me, my dad smiling, and he was like, yeah, this foreskin, <laughs> it's going. Doesn't, didn't your dad suck the blood out afterwards off your dick? Rabbis don't really do that. 
<laughs> but here's another thing. Not to not to cast aspersions on the story, but aren't there nurses? I mean, is there ever just do doctors ever do surgery and they're the only person in the room with a the patient? They're probably dude, they're probably intimidated by him. He's gonna come and Give them a clitorectomy. Maybe it does happen. I mean, I'm just used to, you know, the show ER where there's like 15 people around, but maybe when it's just a common procedure, maybe it's just the doctor in the room with you. I mean, it's what kind of sounds like in New Zealand here. I mean, if they're going to hire this guy who was fired in Sydney without checking his background. Right. Give him I a mean, job. The, la- the last time my dentist had his dick in my mouth, there was no like hygienist around and I was kind of out, but it was all well, right. Did you ever see that movie, The Whale Riders? No. That's the only thing I know about New Zealand is they ride whales out there. So I don't think they have nurses that uh, know what the doctor's doing. I I bet you the doctor had his whole skill set down. Like like I I said, I'm giving it five stars, but what are you giving it? I'm giving it a full five. It's a five-star story. But we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote, sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide. Have interesting opinions. Yeah, I know. They always chime in with their uh, their two cents. Go, uh, you can decide who won episode 113 here at Sick and Wrong. Ring, ring, banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the Sick and Wrong hotline. 206 666 well, actually, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to listener email, but uh, this week we received like five phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline, so a lot of them were drunken phone calls, so I say we get to a few of these calls. If we have time, we'll do some email. Uh, people, call the Sick and Wrong drunk dial line at 206-666-3846. And, uh, yeah, try to leave a message like these ones. <laughs> so uh, what, what do we have here? The first one, I think, is um, one of them I could barely even understand. Well, let's just try this first one. All right. Uh, uh, Understood this one. Uh, 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 That's hot. Happy birthday. Love, Kendra. Yeah, that was actually, I think that might be a first here on Sick and Wrong. Do you think that was real or was that uh, when Harry met Sally style orgasming on the phone? You know, I never can really tell. I've watched so many porns in my life that it just all sounds real to me. I never can really tell and I don't really care. Yeah, does it really matter? (laughs) Although, you know, I must admit, I'm a bit jealous here, okay? Well, um, it's not your birthday. I mean, your birthday's coming around at some point, right? Yeah, but, you know... We okay. didn't have the drunk dial line when your last birthday occurred. You know what I think we need to do here, Wackily, is I think we need to pyramid Kendra. Total uh, <laughs> full-on double team. Finger hand cuff. claps. Pyramid going on. You got to keep the eye contact going. Yeah. Don't look away. <laughs> really? Do we have to? No, but you know, I am a little jealous. Next time, when it, when next year, when it's my birthday, I'm going to announce it on the air, too, so I get one of those phone calls. But I'll probably get it from some drunk dude. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, D. Yeah, I won't be as excited about that one. Right. Thank you, uh, Kendra. Yes. <laughs> I think Wackerly enjoyed that. Queen of the forum. Yeah, better than a bottle of Ripple. 
looking for an escort service for the dickhots. They the what? Love the cock. Um, <laughs> if if you can get us an escort service, that'd be four zero six three eight five nine two four eight. The dickhots are really looking forward to some male cock. Goodbye. I don't know if that was a wrong number or somebody trying to fuck with somebody else. The dickhots. You know. I, that was the, the one. Cocks? That was the one I was referring to. I don't quite understand what that guy was saying about. The only discernible part of that whole message was the phone number, right? Which I'm sure all of our fans are going to be calling repeatedly, right? But what was he saying? The Dick Hoffs need some cock. Need a, an escort service, I guess, for in some the, cock. In the 406 area code. Where's the 406 area code? I don't know. Is that like Wisconsin or something? I, I don't know. But you know what, though? That is precisely the call that we, we need to the sick and wrong hotline. Something that makes no sense, completely nonsensical, just a non sequitur that we throw in the show. Right. Yet still intelligible. We could sort of tell what he was saying. Yeah, that, that's why we're playing. And I think um, we have uh, one more here from some guy. Lance B, you sick bastards. Hey, uh, you guys are crazy going to that taco KFC slash restaurant in the Tenderloin. I've been in there once. And that was the last time. The age-old barrier that exists of homeless and hungry outside and people with money that are getting food inside didn't fly there. There's people that are creeped in. One guy was in line in front of me buying one fucking chicken. Then he turned around and asked me to pay for it for him. What the hell, dude? And he, he wouldn't care. He wanted to hold up traffic on the whole place. They just told him to get the fuck out. Big old security guard was over on the corner on the phone. So, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And imagine the kind of food they make there. You guys are crazy. And then, Capper, of course, is my man Barry White. Huge-looking guy that looks exactly like Barry White. As Barry White was 350 pounds, standing there by the trash can, waiting on your ass when you come out. Now, I don't know what the hell he eats. He must dig through and fish out bones and do a little cleaning on them or something. But goddamn, he's like a human garbage disposal of some some fucking sort. I don't know. Anyway, take it easy. <laughs> so, so he's, he made the observation. He's talking about the sick and wrong official Taco Bell over on uh, Van Ness, I think it is. No, it's, it's Eddie. Eddie. It's Eddie and uh, Polk. All right. Uh, yeah, one block away from Van Ness. So he, but... he's pointing out something that you've noticed before. There's a there's a big Barry White size black guy that stands outside the door by the. Well, trash have you ever can. seen that guy at the Taco Bell? I can't recall him, but I, I, I completely can like picture this well, in my mind. Th- this dude, this caller, must live in the area because I know we've talked about this. Taco Bell has been a, a subject of uh, frequent conversation here on the Sick and Wrong yeah. podcast. And yeah, it's it's a disgusting, disreputable place, and I can't believe I eat there, but I do love Taco Bell. But this one in particular, yeah, the boundary between the haves and the have-nots <laughs> Is never so like obvious as in this Taco Bell. You have, right. Dude, I mean, seriously, I've been in there when someone's asked me to pay for the food that they just ordered. And, and the like, funny thing is, is you need to have so little to get across that line to get into that upper echelon. But there still is that distinct boundary. What cracks me up, though, is he's remarking upon the that 
like 380 pound homeless dude that always is like kind of walking. He's not even walking. He's always standing like by the trash can in front of that Taco Bell. He's not asking for change. He's just waiting for you to throw out the stuff that you didn't eat, and he's gonna. He's gonna and he's take just care gonna dumpster dive. He's gonna eat it, and that's probably why he's so fat. But I remember one time. This is about a year ago. I was no, a couple of years ago when I moved back here into the Tenderloin. I was looking at an apartment that was a little about a block away from that Taco Bell on Polk Street. I was walking up, and the guy that was supposed to meet me was late, and I'm just kind of standing there in the corner, and I see this crackhead standing right in front of the Taco Bell, shirt off, and he's screaming. Causing a ruckus. Causing a ruckus. Disturbance. Like knocking uh, you know, uh, newspaper boxes over, jumping on parked cars, screaming to high, to high hell. And I guess he attacked a couple people. And so this big, fat homeless guy and like two other dudes grabbed this dude, wrestled him to the ground, and the fat guy just sat on him. So the dude was laying like on his belly, and the fat guy is standing, like sitting on his back, just waiting for <laughs> And we're for talking the... like 400 pounds? I'm talking about at least 380. Yeah. And he's just sitting there, and the, the homeless guy is screaming, get off me, you fat motherfucker. You fat motherfucker, I'll kill you. He could not As if move. the dude doesn't know that he's fat. He's like, that's why I'm sitting on your ass, you stupid crackhead who's fucking souring my... My trash diving game. But it was hilarious because the dude's arms were flailing about and his legs were kicking and the fat guy's just holding them down. There's yeah. he was going nowhere. <laughs> he was just he was stuck. And then the He's cops like, I've come. got a good operation here, taking the <laughs> leavings of these Taco Bell KFC people, and you're out here like driving people away, not as many people are buying the food, they're not coming out and throwing parts of their food away. I'm gonna sit on your ass. Yeah, you're messing with my scheme here. And so it was funny when the cops finally arrived like ten minutes later. They didn't even get the guy to stand up. They, they had him <laughs> detaining there, the crackhead still, and they were asking, like, getting witness reports from people, talking to some of the victims that were attacked. And then finally they were like, all right, get up that guy. And then they grabbed the dude and, like, handcuffed him. They should deputize that guy. Give him a job. I mean, there's tons of places around the, town, uh, the city that I think that guy could use his, you know, sitting his upon girth. the ne'er-do-well services. Yeah, his, he's the homeless avenger. Right. Well, uh, people, get, call the uh, Sick and Wrong hotline at 206-666-3846. We call it the Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial line, but it um, doesn't really matter what drug you're on. Yeah, ladies or men, call in, have an orgasm, be it real or fake. Uh, we'll listen to that shit. Yeah, we'll, we'll pretty much almost play anything. <laughs> so uh, give it a call. Well, uh, Wankily, um, we got to get out of here because I think it's uh, a little too late. But uh, before we go, people, if, you don't, if you're not already a member of the Sick and Wrong Forum... Go to the uh, homepage, sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on the forum, and sign up. I guess there's a lot of uh, craziness going on in that forum right now. I'm on there way too much. During work hours, I might add. You know, it's way better than the old forum. Yeah, I don't Even know though why. the colors are still kind of fucked up. I, I, they've grown I've, I've gotten used to it now. Yeah. It reminds me of like playing with a Transformer or something. Like, <laughs> there's the colors here. It's like the blue and the red yeah, and Optimus the green. Prime. Yeah, it's like uh, that's what I'm thinking of. But you know, it was funny. I was reading one of the threads. Did you read this one where the guy was asking advice, sex advice, on how to get his girlfriend to do anal sex with right. him? Right. He wanted to cornhole her, and she wasn't into it. Yeah, and so he's like, how can I get her to do anal sex? And it, what cracked me up about it, he's asking a bunch of, like, 20-year-old virgins <laughs> and, like, a couple psychotic hose beasts how to get his girlfriend to do, let him do anal sex. Yeah, I haven't posted in that thread yet because I'm a, a, a little conflicted about it. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I don't even know if I posted on that yet either. I mean, my only advice to you would be 
Just give her a lot of roofies. Wait till she passes out, and then she's not going to be able to protest too much. <laughs> My advice is, do you even really want it? What do you mean, dude? It's a tighter hole. I've I've had a yeah, but you know what? Here's my thing about the butthole. It's not a self lubricating hole. You need to bring your own lube to the party. But there is a self lubricating hole right next door, and uh, you know what? The, the butthole for me is too tight. Yeah, but dude, not that my not that my dick is in. Yeah, what are you, horsecock Johnson no, here? No, no, no. I'm not saying that, but it's like it's like if you were to masturbate, like you were gripping a baseball bat trying to hit a home <laughs> run. It's like you, it doesn't need to be that tight. Yeah, dude, with a little bit of lube though, it's a much tighter hole than the other one. I guess I just don't fuck uh, gigantic <laughs> vaginas like you do. Big gaping vaginas. Yeah. Yeah, if I can't get my head in it, I'm not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know my only advice to this guy. Get a butt plug. If you get her to use a butt plug, the next step is your dick. Yeah. Guaranteed. You're, you're really better off listening to the Savage Love podcast <laughs> if this is the type of info you, you're looking for. Yeah, but I still don't want to discourage people for asking sex advice on the Sick and Wrong forum. No, it's always a source of humor. Yeah, so if you haven't already, go check out the Sick and Wrong forum. It is uh, definitely a crack up. And also, uh, we're on Tank Radio, which is uh, tanktv.com, T-A-N-C-T-V.com, every Thursday from, uh, I think it's 4 to 5 Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, we have the slot right before the headliners, which are... Uh, yeah, the from the bill. And uh, I think it's 1 to 2 Eastern Time. So go check it out. Tank Radio apparently also has a forum, so you can sign up for that too. From the bill is like the Obama to our Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, we would be the vice president. Right. If, Although uh, Hillary would think it's the other way. Yeah, <laughs> if from the deluded. bill is elected. We're not deluded, though. <laughs> and uh, also, in Sick and Wrong News, I actually made a cafe press store for Sick and Wrong. So we're going to have – we're going to try to get that up this week. I know we have to make some changes to our website. But, um, yeah, in the next week or so, you're going to be able to buy a whole bevy – of sick and wrong crap. I mean, seriously, from wall clocks to mouse pads to coasters for your drinks, yeah. I slapped my logo on almost every free piece of shit that they had on that site. Makes a great St. Patrick's Day gift. It certainly or does. Easter, that's also coming up. Yeah, it certainly does. A great Easter gift. So um, stay tuned. Check out the Sick and Wrong store. We'll have the Cafe Press Sick and Wrong store up very soon. And as always, if you haven't already, go give us a vote on, uh, or not vote, a comment on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Give us a comment. We, I think we have like 24 now. Yeah. But we need to have like 500 right. to be cool. <laughs> so just keep commenting over and over again. <laughs> We'll be back next week with episode 114. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night. Gonna end the show with a little John Denver for you. Nice. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than
country road. 